0: You're getting in the middle of it, you're mucking it up, just come on, pull it together, kid.
1: Okay, we're here in studio, totally a studio, number 36, nothing else but an official podcasting radio studio. We have like people in the back running everything and doing research for me. I can see him, hello. Um, The human I'm talking to today, his name is Kevin Miller. Uh, and have some information about you Uh-oh. which is 100 percent accurately researched i'll verify or number one not you're a second grade teacher this is true number two you play basketball
0: i mean quote unquote play yeah yeah that counts all right that counts. all right
1: uh number three it says uh dressage enthusiast
0: dressage enthusiast is that correct do you, know dress, do, you, do you know what dressage? I is? I do not know what dressage <laughs> no, is. Dressage
1: is like you know when they get on the horses and they like have them like prance. Not a dressage enthusiast. Oh, not that was incorrect. You are oh. incorrect.
0: Oh, my research. Whoever supplied you with that, uh, with that information, they're throwing you off the trail. My
1: research intern is fired. All right, because that was well, totally, they deserve uh, to be that fired. That totally seemed like a thing that could be real. They, they deserve really to be fired. Um, I want to get right to it something about you that i I do actually know okay um and i I just i just have some questions about this so i i walked into your room once we were working on a project right promising project and we and i walked into a very serious conversation between you and your principal Uh uh-huh about the new star wars trailer
0: very serious conversation and i
1: have seen um a you have a captain america shield in your class which is so cool um and i the impression i got from those interactions were that you have strong feelings towards superhero movies, star wars movies, like that sort of ilk. Strong is
0: feelings is too weak of a description. Got it.
1: Okay. So, here is my question with that. My question is is so many things, so many movies don't have that effect on people. Right. Yet there is a huge swath of humans that get very into superhero movies star wars movies like that so like why what how does that happen
0: i mean as a lover of cinema i think really what it boils down to from my perspective is that number one those movies tend to keep it a little lighter that even at their darkest it's not really that heavy you know yeah i think a lot of people in the general public love to go to the movies as just a way to get away To experience you know a fantastical story that they can't see in real life and you know your Marvel movies your Star Wars movies to a lesser extent those terrible DC movies yeah they they give you these characters that you know so well by now because they've been around for such a long time that you've gotten to know so intimately and you get to see them usually these sort of like beacons of hope kind of standing against uh, unimaginable odds or this great force that seems insurmountable and Watching these people that you feel that sort of connection to or that belief in conquer something that seems unconquerable, I think continually draws people in.
1: It's like incredibly universal themes. Also. Exactly, that's like a most basic theme. Right, it's like you're trying to get away from your life, and you come here, and we're gonna we're gonna conquer the thing that is unconquerable in your life: your boss, your job, exactly, thing, the thing that's bothering you. And
0: I'm not trying to put down like the movie tastes of the general no, public. No, for sure, I will watch every Marvel movie that comes out, yeah. bad reviews or not cards on the table sad to admit it i binge watched iron fist on netflix after reading <laughs> every terrible review that came out about that show yeah but i just think kind of in the like i just said i was drawn to it even though i knew it was not going to be very good i wanted to know the story i knew it was going to connect to other things and was it I good no but i enjoyed it
1: oh yeah no, that's it was fine. not good but i enjoyed I, it i will also um let's go back to the dc comics for a second um I agree with you. It's like so obvious that the Marvel movies do so, so much better. But so one of better. my favorite movies ever, or that series, was the Christopher Nolan Batman movies. Right, were so good. So the I wonder about that too. Is it like was Chris? Is Christopher Nolan so good that he just made that sort of like tired thing better, or is just Batman the? the thing i think on the
0: flip side christopher nolan is what has in turn kind of ruined every dc movie that came afterwards because
1: it was so good
0: because it was so good and because batman as a character i think more so than any other dc character is well fitted to those very sort of dark gritty storylines. and when you try and apply that to superman it's like how are you going to try and make superman dramatic yeah like he's literally invincible the only thing that can kill him is a very rare space rock. Yeah. And even still, like, it takes a while to get to him from there. You but have to,
1: like, construct this whole crazy scenario. But seriously, you rock. have
0: to make these big scenarios and, like, to try and develop that inner turmoil of Superman of, like, does he belong? Does he not belong? Yeah. It's like, you know, if you read the comics, that's, that's not Superman. And, I mean, I'm not saying that the comics are going to translate perfectly to the movies, but I think that Christopher Nolan made something truly special and incredible with that Dark Knight trilogy. But then DC looked at that recipe for success and said, everything needs to be dark and gritty.
1: But took out Christopher Nolan.
0: Exactly. (laughs) Like,
1: we'll take out the guy that made it incredible and we'll just try to repeat it. If
0: you ask me, the best DC movie that's come out since The Dark Knight was Lego Batman.
1: Oh, but those are so good. All the Lego movies are incredible. Well, but
0: I think here's the thing, and I remember reading this in one of the reviews that I read about that movie, is that it was such a fresh take on Batman and superhero movies because, you know, Batman isn't always doom and gloom and dark. And and I loved that that movie kind of poked fun at the doom and gloom and dark, like in a very tongue-in-cheek way and also a very obvious way, but, you know, became its very own feel for a story. Yeah. And that was refreshing in a DC universe that has just, you know, kind of been monotone and in a tone that works fantastically if you do it right, but if you don't do it right then you take what is what could be a really fun superhero movie and you drain the fun out of
1: it. Yeah, that's true. Uh, another thing i really like about these movies that you're saying these like universal themes mm-hmm. is because Spider-Man, Batman have been around so long, you get this like multi-generational yeah. connection. So it's like parents take their kids to that because they have the same experience of a yep. child that they know that their kids are going to enjoy. Yeah. And so i the question about that is is we have these things that we know work really successfully, yep. the like superheroes and now Star Wars is in its like third sort of generation mm-hmm. of itself. And so, if you're you're very into movies, mm-hmm. the question is: is have we reached the end of new movies that they are not just like obviously recycled? I, th- I sort of think about that about music right, sometimes right. too. Like there was this there was this point like maybe like 40 or 50 years ago where this was such a new medium on such a large scale that they were like they were taking things from books and other things it wasn't brand new by itself right. but as a movie it was so new and now we're just recycling these old things do we reach sort of the golden age of movies in terms of creativity and now we just recycle more often see
0: i don't think so i think what what you've just reached is you've reached a little bit of a uh A shift in that so I think yeah you're seeing a lot of recycled things out and I know that's a big criticism of movies coming out now like everything's either a superhero movie or you know like Disney's making all these live action remakes of all these animated classics and I know that a lot of the people that I talk to with like Beauty and the Beast it was like Beauty and the Beast didn't come out that long ago Yeah, like you know that came out in our lifetime Mm -hmm. and they're already turning around and making a live remake of it but like how many of us went to go see it? It was good it was really good. And I think that what what you're seeing is i think the those original ideas they're still out there those original movies they're still out there but these these things that like we talked about have this intense draw to people are just being i think explored in a greater depth than ever before and i mean really when you think about it like these marvel these marvel movies while they feel unoriginal now like the first iron man came out nine years ago like these this rash of superhero movies is not even a decade old and so to me there have never been superhero movies coming out like this you know and that kind of makes this to me like the first wave of originality and it only feels unoriginal because marvel's had such success with it but now you can see them in their formula trying to tinker and make each movie have its distinct feel where you have your Guardians of the Galaxy which is like kind of wacky and off the wall and the characters have this great interplay or you know going into Captain America Winter Soldier which was my personal favorite of all the Marvel movies where it had that very like old like espionage spy thriller movie like the conspiracy theories and everything and I think as they have found that success they've built up enough uh, goodwill with their fans that they have that room to experiment now. And so they're starting to get these series within the Marvel universe that have their own very distinct sort of genre feel. And I think people are sometimes too dismissive of, oh, it's just another superhero movie. You know, watch it, give it a chance, form your own opinion instead of. Just reading an article online and deciding that it is what they say it is. I also
1: think it's so easy to do that, but like they continue to sell incredibly well. Absolutely, and most people will be like, "Yeah, I saw like all of them." Like at some point, right. you're gonna watch because they're entertaining right. and fun. I think that too. A Star Wars, that Rogue One came out, mm-hmm. and you go like, "Oh, this could." be a thousand different movies like you could make yep. a, in like this could go on forever uh-huh. and still be incredibly entertaining well i mean beyond that
0: rogue one did the most important thing a movie's ever done and explained why there was that stupid hole in the death star
1: yeah that's the true. biggest plot hole in <laughs> all of the true. star wars universe yeah.
0: and they went back and fixed it
1: that's true there you go now i gotta go rewatch everything
0: well but i think rogue one too and kind of like with the marvel movies they they did something different when you yes, watched Rogue correct. One, it felt different from any other Star Wars movie because you had people dying. There were real consequences but of war. But still familiar. But still, still like so scene. familiar. Yeah, that's why. And, I mean, they made Darth Vader terrifying again.
1: That was cool. That was so good. Yeah, I can't wait for those next those ones to come out. Okay, oh, yeah. Um, we did get to know you a little bit, but I have some questions that I think will sort of help us as okay. an audience All right. really understand you better. What do you say? what was your first job
0: my first job was a swim coach
1: oh i was a lifeguard
0: yeah i uh i also had a job lifeguarding but i never actually lifeguarded oh because i just did the training to get the certification so i could coach Yes. Lifeguarding was boring. Lifeguarding is boring. I couldn't sit by a pool for four hours and just watch kids be in a pool.
1: It's not the easiest. Yeah. And it's it's funny of all the people in the world you'd think would be the worst at sitting in a place and watching people, we pick teenagers for that job. Yep. Like the worst qualified people for that specific activity are who we choose for that job. Can't
0: tell you how many lifeguards I see on their phone, just like texting or (laughs) Snapchatting. (laughs) And I mean, the worst part is I don't blame them.
1: I know. It's it's not, it's not the easiest. Yeah. Um, I, I was a lifeguard and like I taught some lessons and a bunch of other stuff mm-hmm. but uh, I guess actually my actual first job was I mowed lawns did you ever do anything really? like that before did you ever do like babysit or anything like that
0: I mean never like regularly and I think one of the things that helped is I started coaching when I was 14 yeah so right when I was getting around to that age where I would have been doing things like for work in the neighborhood I got this great summer job coaching for the team that I'd been a part of since I was like five years old yeah and man I stuck with that summer job up until like I just quit this past January. I know.
1: Well, it's good money and it's like, and it's not, and it's like fun and the kids are a fun time.
0: Yeah. And I mean, that, that's what led me to teaching was really getting to build that rapport with kids and see how cool that relationship could be and how much fun kids were to work with. And even more so led me to kids in the primary grades Yeah, because it was just so refreshing working with that like five to eight year old range, just that, that passion and that energy Was so infectious. I really found myself enjoying it.
1: They have an incredible excitement for things because, particularly in those ages, five to Mm -hmm. eight, as a teacher or like coach, whatever you are in those age, you are often showing them things for the first time. Like the first time they see something, if it's cool and it could be anything, like it's just that's the neatest thing is they see something, they're like, wow, it's like a genuine amazement because they've never yep. seen anything like it before and
0: I think beyond that the the role that you fill as like a teacher or a coach to a younger child even if it's just like a two or three year difference a teacher to a second grader is a whole different person than a teacher to a fifth grader or a sixth grader yep just the, and on up to yeah the no absolutely mm-hmm. it gets like lesser and lesser you know and second graders one of the fun things is that you can make anything fun if you say it the right way true just literally anything you can make it fun and exciting and engaging to them if you find the right way to say it or the right way to deliver it and I've always enjoyed that because I always feel like I've got a shot to build that that energy like there's not going to be any kid that's just like I ain't got time for this yeah
1: yeah um that 13 14 15 when people start working is such an interesting age because I also feel like right about that time as I was like wanting to earn money and stuff like the things that were like cool to me then are still cool to me now. Like I have like a really deep connection with those. Like the music I started listening to at that age is still the type really? of music that I like go with immediately. Really? So like all those like...
0: Give like, me an example.
1: Um. So when I was in like seventh and eighth grade, one of the local bands around here was Thrice. Right. Um, and so they got really big, and they're still around here. Have I told
0: you that our school nurse's husband yes, is the lead yes, singer? Yes,
1: yes, yeah. yeah, I know. And I've met – she worked here, too. Oh, uh, does she? Yeah, she no, she, she came here, like, for a week. We had our nurse ah. out, and so she came. Um, yeah, and I had a studio um, with a band for a while, and they were right next door to us for a couple weeks mm-hmm. getting ready for a tour, and it was, like, mm-hmm. the coolest thing. But anyway, like, some of my friends were really into them, and sort of – that was, like, one of my first – introductions to a band. Right. Like, and I had like a couple other people had introduced like some punk rock bands. Yeah. And so right about that time I got really into like heavy rock, like punk rock. And most of my albums and the music mm-hmm. I have are in that genre. And that, that's something and like I've, I've expanded out to much more now, yeah. but um, I can always like immediately go back to loud, angry punk rock the easiest it's the easiest for me to go right back into that at any time
0: see and i can't say the same with my musical tastes because uh around 13 14 15 i was starting to discover metal and i i got into a nice metal phase oh yeah Mm. and i'm talking like everything ranging from nice power metal with these great melodies and clean voices to like some of the grossest sounding yes. death metal yes. like with the growling. And, lamb of God. Uh, lamb. Oh, no, 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 no. Even more? Man, he- man there <laughs> <laughs> So y- your your homework is to look up a band by the name of Opeth. I think they're Swedish. I've heard of and Danish. Mm-hmm. I've heard it's of Obeth. Melodic death metal. Mm-hmm. You might not understand a single word in that's, many of their that's songs. That's one of my
1: favorites. That's, I love that.
0: But um I don't listen to much of that anymore. Um,
1: okay next question what is your spirit animal
0: see now it's funny because I told you I listened to a couple of episodes mm-hmm. of this I, podcast I love this question I always to prepare that. I, I know answer. and you've asked it mm-hmm. and all the ones I've listened to mm-hmm. and I was so mad because when I listened to the one Lindsay Stewart did uh-huh. she took my spirit animal what did she say Otters, like sea
1: otters. Oh, we had a huge discussion about otters. You did, and when she said that, I was driving, and I was like, "Ah, Lindsay, (laughs) that's a good one. You can't really go wrong with that."
0: Sea otters are like the animal. Like, I went to the aquarium a few months ago to map out a field trip that we're going to do for second grade. And going
1: to an aquarium, I'm so jealous. Habitats
0: and ecosystems, man. man. What better way to connect to habitats and ecosystems than than go go walk around the aquarium? A bunch of
1: different habitats and ecosystems.
0: Yeah. And the kids just did a big project to, like, help raise some money for it. It was awesome. like, But I stood in front of the Sea Otter tank for a good 45 minutes just watching those guys. Just the way they swim, the way they play, just, like, everything they do. It's one of those things where it's, like, you feel like you could – like literally be one
1: it's like it's like gambling like the amount of people that have lost their lives like because they just been staring at otters for hours and hours (laughs) they just it just it becomes an addiction they just forget about like making money or their family they just love otters i feel like it's the cinematic moment (laughs) where
0: i'm just standing outside the otter tank like staring at them and i feel this Uh, i have a picture unspoken undefinable Mm -hmm. connection and it's just like there's this
1: really incredible light coming through the glass on you and there's no one else around
0: maybe you hear like the penny whistle solo from my heart will go on (laughs) coming (laughs) on On yeah. And, um, yeah. Yep, I can see that. Yeah. Okay.
1: Um, I always answer mine differently, just depending on how I feel. And because there was World Penguin Day this week, I'm gonna go with penguin. Penguin. Um, being a swimmer, um, okay. liking the cold. Okay. Um, and just generally, they're hilarious.
0: They are hilarious.
1: And I don't know that I'm hilarious, but I just enjoy that penguins no, no, are hilarious. No, you're pretty hilarious. Oh, well, great. Perfect. I mean, I don't, for three.
0: I don't know if you're penguin hilarious, but you're hilarious. No one's
1: penguin hilarious. That's fair. They, they have a monopoly on hilarity. Um, Last question. Um, And I'm just, I'll am just i start you off on what mine is. Um, what is, like, your go-to comfort food? It doesn't have to be comfort. Like, what's your just go-to food that's just, like, you're like, yes, that is the thing? Mine is golden spoon and it is vanilla ice cream with rainbow sprinkles. Okay. And everyone makes fun of me because I don't get any other kind of ice cream. Like since I was five, I get the same thing every single time.
0: I understand you and I feel like we're going to make a a spiritual connection here because mine is definitely pepperoni pizza. Nicely done. Mm -hmm. These days, it's from Fresh Brothers. They've got them here in Irvine. There's one like just down the street from my apartment now. If you haven't tried Fresh Brothers pizza, got to do it. It's so good.
1: Also, Fresh Brothers will take some money because we plugged you right there. Yeah, <laughs> just hey. let us know. <laughs> Actually, Fresh it's, Brothers—it's kind
0: of funny because <laughs> the Fresh Brothers down the street, like, because I'd been to one before when I saw it was opening. Like, I was kind of monitoring it to see when it would be open. Cause yeah. it's super close. And a day when I thought I saw it was open, I was like to Steph, I was like, hey, let's go check it out. And because they had people in there, like, it looked like they were in uniform, and they were, but they were training, and so they weren't oh. like technically open. <laughs> yes. And but they gave us food. Like, they gave us free food. Because they're we trading. We were paying for it food. with fake money. They gave us, like, food, dessert, drinks, like, all this stuff. But it was so awkward because after they let us do that, they started turning people away. And so we're sitting outside this restaurant that's not technically open eating their food while they're telling people, hey, get out. Like, we're not doing this. That's so
1: good. You guys were VIPs. Everybody we were it.
0: VIPs, but we felt super weird about it.
1: Yeah. Um. Yeah, next time you go there, tell them they can sponsor a podcast. Tell them we have, like, between – Six and eight listeners. And like <laughs> they, if they want, they're probably in the Irvine area, all of them. <laughs> so that's like great advertising.
0: The trick is you just need to keep inviting more people to do it, and then you'll get more listeners because they'll study it like I did.
1: Good call. Um, so the other thing I think helps us get to know you a little bit is we talk about what's in the news right now. Top stories. Okay. So I have some top stories right. that we can sort of look at. Number one. Um, I don't know if you hear about this, but Elton John we hear about Elton John this week. Mm-mm, what so happened? he had like a deadly infection. No, he went to South Africa, so he canceled a bunch of shows. No, um, and so we were talking about this a little bit before about like the big you know, recycled music or movies. Right. And I wonder now, like, who in thirty years is gonna be like Elton John? Oh. And I, like, is that, is that going to be, like, you know, like, is Britney Spears still going to be performing in Las Vegas in 30 years? No. Right. But so then, so I don't think so. But, like, who is going to be that from this? It's,
0: it's going to be someone like Ed Sheeran.
1: Oh, he could do it. That's true. I'm calling
0: Ed Sheeran. I would
1: do Lady Gaga as well. She's in that same vein. Yeah. Taylor Swift. Oh, she could do it too. Maybe. I think also those, um, a lot of those country artists... Mm-hmm. have incredible staying power.
0: Did you know that I'm, like, a huge country music fan? I had no idea. That's I so interesting. I am a fanatical country music I have, listener.
1: for a long time, I had sort of, like, a moral, like, disagreement with country music. Yeah. And the more I got into music, uh-huh. uh, and the more I played music, the more I was like, oh, it's just really good music, just like all the other really good music. So yeah. like I so, so I've softened a lot on that. It's still not my favorite. Yeah. Um, But more and more, I hear bands... I and country artists and i enjoy what they're doing country
0: music to me more than any genre is like there are less spectacular artists but there are so mm. many fewer like just terrible <laughs> artists putting out like Pe- music music that's just like offensive to your ears Pe- and your sensibilities people
1: don't pick up country and are terrible at it Yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> it's
0: like even your like worst country artists are okay for country you yeah. know
1: yeah. I, I would I I am interested to see who who ends up in 30 years. Like in the Vegas country Country's a of good things.
0: genre. You got a good That's not a bad guess cuz I feel like pop pop stars go kind yes. of more in and out of favor.
1: Yes. A lot of country stars last a long time. Oh a, yeah. A real long time. Oh yeah. They build up that giant fan base and mm-hmm. it stays with them for a long yeah, time. Yeah. Country
0: fan bases can be super loyal.
1: My my rock prediction is Foo Fighters. Um they, I disagree. They see, well, they're so they've been around for so long already.
0: Yeah, but I mean They've been around
1: for like almost 25 years. Unfortunately, like 25 I don't years.
0: think you can compare Foo Fighters to Elton John. I oh, mean, no, 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 no. I wouldn't do okay, that. Okay. But I
1: mean in the sense of like, you know, like the Who tour like okay. still, I, I still don't like compare Still them selling out. Still selling out okay. for those times. And I just yeah. and it, because it's like the same formula, like, you know, they they're the same. And I just saw the Who a couple of years ago, mm-hmm. and I was like, "Oh, like I, I got it like it yeah. transfers 50 years later yeah and so if that's still your element of music but the thing that stops me from that is that genre of rock has dropped so much in yeah. like I think the Foo Fighters are still that big mm-hmm. but the amount of other artists are is like almost none oh It'd yeah be very difficult to name five other artists you don't
0: have very many hard rock groups making a name for themselves today yeah.
1: Yeah, it's yeah, which sucks because I really like that genre, but it's fine. Um, next one, I th- I think this one will hit close to your heart. I'm hoping. Um, I was reading an article yesterday about Clayton Kershaw. Oh, Clayton Kershaw. So, I have a lot of I don't really have oh, questions Clayton about Kershaw. I don't I don't really have questions about Clayton Kershaw, but they were talking about him as being a hitter. Mm -hmm. and that how he's you know it's always this was
0: an espn article that was on there
1: yesterday wasn't it uh i don't think it was espn but it was or maybe i like clicked from espn i don't remember but it was or i have it it was uh it was la times article okay it was la times and they were talking about how he just um like he has sort of an unusual approach as a hitter yeah also but the thing that i was wondering about um is a couple of things so number one i always think it's funny when like they go into how like, they're like, this pitcher can actually hit, it's so amazing. Like Madison yeah. Bumgarner, everyone right. freaks out about it. Yeah. But I go, if you go back to Little League, they were probably the best hitters then. And they were probably the best hitters in high school yeah. and just stopped, like, it's it's not shocking to me. Well, my question really is about like, as, as baseball changes and tries to compete with the television audience, and they sort of have trouble with that. Although, in the long term, I have questions about football. Uh And I wonder who's going to, does baseball make a comeback there? But I know that the big problem that they're thinking about is the time of baseball games. Yes. And so I wonder what, because they haven't done, they say things are going to, and they have it. It just, it just hasn't happened. So I wonder, you know, what is going to be the tipping point that really gets them to do really serious changes or if they just never do it. They just go, you know what? Forget it. This is, this is who we are is what we're doing.
0: I think the hard thing about it is that, like, really when you think about trying to speed up baseball, there's only so much you can do. Correct. And so, like, even when you put a pitch clock on pitchers like they've done now, like, 30 seconds seems like a long time, but you think about it, in that span, they're getting the ball back from the catcher. Mm -hmm. They're taking a second to kind of loosen that arm up, and, I mean, throwing something that hard, that Mm -hmm. fast, with that much control 100 times a game, like, that's a lot to ask of an athlete. So you're or, giving them, or even
1: late in the game when it's last the amount of pressure goes up exactly and the, yeah
0: exactly but like you know you're giving these guys 30 seconds to get the ball back get situated get ready to go through their motions and their routine you know confer with their strategy with their uh, catchers about what strategy they're going to use to you know attack the batter on this pitch like go through
1: their mental Rolodex of notes on hitters right and yeah. and
0: so I think personally that if they try and speed it up too much it's going to take away from good pitching, which for a baseball purist and someone who really enjoys baseball is not going to make that game as interesting Mm -hmm. because, you know, I want there to be pitchers in baseball that can shut people down so that you can see if batters can like take them out or like, I think to the base to the playoffs last year when the Dodgers had some like mild success against Max Scherzer. Yeah. And, you're just like, yeah. No, that's true. We got four runs off Max
1: Scherzer. Well, they always, I mean, every year the discussion is like people don't want to see 1-0 games. But when we get to the playoffs, mm-hmm. people do. Like those right. are still incredibly popular games. And they have so much suspense at the end of the games when a runner gets on. Yeah. And stolen bases come into play and Sacrifice Flies come into play. They become really exciting. I think maybe that is not quite as exciting in July. Yeah. Um, and if you're an owner, you say, well, there's a there's 162 games I'd rather be interesting than the last 16 that I'm not guaranteed, See, and, last and, 13 or whatever. And to that. me,
0: when you bring up the 162, that's the real problem that baseball has. Yeah. And that football, I think, although it seems like they can't catch on to it, is experiencing this year. They're all talking about, like, oh, no, the football ratings are dropping. It's because you did Thursday night football every week. Yeah, It's, Thursday it's less scarce. Like, we – that's that was the great thing that football had going. It was one day a week, and then there was Monday night football, and Monday night football was the business. Mm-hmm. But you know, the more you spread that out, like oh, sometimes we have Saturday games too. Yep. And now we've got Thursday night football, and you know, it's they, they it's must, too much.
1: They must be making money though, because those things don't disappear. Oh, I'm
0: I'm sure they do. Yes. But it, it doesn't. The quality of the product goes down. Exactly. And yeah. so the thing about baseball is like. How invested is anybody going to be in all hundred sixty two games their team plays all year? I don't. I don't. It's impossible. It is
1: impossible. But again, they seem to be making money,
0: right? But I guess, like, if they want to drive viewership up, that would be my quick solution per game. And I think, like, when I think of basketball,
1: well, even basketball, basketball, the basketball
0: and the hockey seasons, I think would be so much better if they cut like twenty games out down to like sixty. Yeah, and I think the quality of the games being played. Would be so much better and so much more well, exciting. Well, that's the
1: NBA thing with the players resting. Mm-hmm. Is you go well if we don't play eighty two, they're not going to rest as much, yeah. and then you have all those guys playing all the games, and yep. more a higher percentage of the games have more impact. Yeah, and so that and the NBA games toward the end of the season, there's that big drop in like like everyone's tired. Everyone's like, just give oh, me the yeah. playoffs. <laughs> oh, when you get yeah. to the playoffs, and you go like, oh yeah, this is why I like the NBA. Well, the games end up getting so good, yeah, and so intense. And
0: I think you've seen that maybe better even this year than some other years. I think the NBA playoffs this year are the best they've been in a while. Where it's like, you know, you have eight seeds giving a good challenge to a one seed until Rondo got hurt. You know, until yeah, yeah. until Rondo got hurt. Now, now they're out. You know, where like the Pacers were close to the Cavs in just about yeah. every game. Yeah, they got and... swept,
1: but there was a total of eight points. Yeah, that's but, amazing. And and that's or 16 or something like That's that. That's when
0: basketball's good. Yeah. And then you just watch the Warriors just kicking people's teeth in and they look so good. They look so good.
1: I don't know. I know I know it's it's hard because you go they looked really good last year and Cleveland found a way to beat them. Now there was Draymond Green issue, technical foul issues, Curry got hurt in the playoffs, so like I could I could see it, but it's it's hard for me to just say they're so good because if they see Cleveland, I'm going to go, "Well, they found the formula last year but i go yeah but so good this year golden <laughs> state so
0: traded harrison barnes for kevin durant man yeah they traded harrison barnes for kevin durant like are you kidding me and then of course this is the year that kevin durant figures out how to be a good defender
1: yeah of co- yeah right i know R-
0: naturally yeah. when he joins like the G- evil empire good system yeah yeah
1: they're incredible have you seen that new stadium that they're building Mm-mm. yeah it's gonna it's really be ridiculous because, you know, they're in, like, they're in Oakland. Right. And um, I have not been to that arena. I, I wish I had because it looks so cool. Yeah. But, you know, the Raiders are leaving. Everybody's um, leaving. They're, like, Golden State's moving right. out of Oakland. I mean, the, I don't know. I mean, I, I can't imagine the A's are going to be going anywhere soon. But
0: But the Raiders just got Marshawn Lynch for the last two years. They'll That's be true. there.
1: That's true. Everybody loves a little beast Well, mode. Adrian Peterson just went to the Saints. I wonder about these older running backs. Are they going to have a resurgence? We always hope. I, I mean, hope. I want to see the
0: old. I think especially Marshawn Lynch. Like, I don't know about you. I love Marshawn Oh, Lynch. he's the best. He's he so entertaining. And I think he did retirement better than, like, any pro athlete in recent memory. Because it was
1: all these, like, incredible trips he went yeah, on. Yeah, be like, <laughs> well,
0: not only that, like, do you watch uh, Brooklyn Nine-Nine?
1: I have not. I've seen I've seen it, but not regularly.
0: It's a pretty funny show. Yeah. But he had a guest appearance on, like, one of the episodes. And like just how willing he's been to poke fun of like his, you know, his silence and like his kind of frosty. I'm just here to get fined. Yeah, yeah, and skittles and all that stuff. Yeah, he's totally owned it since then. (laughs) Yeah, no, it it was just this great guest appearance where like they couldn't get him to stop talking in an interrogation, and he was sharing (laughs) like all these ridiculous ideas. Like, oh, the one that stuck with me was he was stuck on this pizza dia, like a quesadilla but with pizza. Oh, was, you need to see it.
1: Interesting. I gotta look at that one. Up. Yeah, that's that's um that's a weird one. I I, I do want to. I know we got sidetracked, but baseball is gonna be a weird to see how they end up, and because there's because they seem to have like a pecking order now. Yeah. That has changed. Like it took like several years to change baseballs at the top, and basketball has this had an incredible rise. Yeah. Um, and the NHL's at the bottom and football's, you know, at the top now. And I wonder, you know, if we look back in 25 years, are they going to, you know, how are they going to shift?
0: Baseball needs stars again. I think that's the big thing that the NBA has going for it right now. Maybe better than anybody is these big recognizable personalities and as a league they do a great job of encouraging these people to kind of be in the public eye and to be themselves in the public eye you know it's not like the football players where the no fun league exactly yeah you could read their responses off a script but Mm -hmm. like you know i think adam silver has been a great part of that in the nba is encouraging these players to be a part of social movements and to be honest about their feelings about things and i think it's gone a long way towards like making these people like well-known personalities.
1: Yeah. I wonder basketball seems like it's still on the rise, you know, if they, if they're oh, able, yeah. you know, I think LeBron James has had a huge impact on that Huge impact because, you know, Michael Jordan is retiring as LeBron's in the league. Yep. And that there's just sort of that, like sort of rise Passing just continued. Yeah. And it was perfect timing. Yeah. And so if you can keep that going and what does that look like, that they're going to have a good chance to just keep moving, which is incredible because they make so much money. Yep. And yeah, it's ridiculous. Um, okay. So next thing I'm always interested in is um, social media. Social media. Roll call. Social media. Roll call. All right. We got into this a little bit, the Facebook. Yeah. But let's just, let's just go on the list. You have Instagram.
0: Yes. And no, oh, I have an you tell. Instagram account. I probably haven't posted anything on there since I was in student teaching.
1: Personal account or teaching account? Personal. Got it. Okay. So I have one of both. Right. Um, And I use my teacher one is like my main like uh, communication with parents. Right. As like what's going on. See,
0: and I use Twitter for that.
1: Right. So same idea. Okay. So you have Twitter. Do you have personal and teaching? Just teaching. That you just, uh, you, uh, you just use it for teaching.
0: Teaching. I think it's great. I only have to say 140 characters worth of stuff. Mm-hmm. I throw some pictures with it, communication for the day done. Yeah. On a personal note, nobody cares about what I'm doing like that much. Correct. And if so, go to Facebook because that's
1: where I am. Okay. So then moving on, Facebook. Facebook. I, I wonder Facebook. to you, I, won- I wonder about Facebook too because it's becoming this giant platform. And I wonder what that turns it into as all these like um, like Google and Apple and Facebook are becoming these like giants like corporations that just have like tentacles everywhere. Oh yeah. And that that's so interesting because there were companies before mm-hmm. that sort of how that too. I know that this is like new round of that. Yeah that's going to be so interesting to see what they come up with
0: when well, you can see facebook kind of like dipping its toe in there like i know one of the big properties that they acquired a few years ago i don't know if you know what the oculus rift is oh yeah mm-hmm. they acquired oculus like right before that came out and vr was just starting to like really bang its head around the headlines and this was supposed to be like the top line vr yep so i think like yeah, it's always interesting to hear rumblings about what corporation's looking at purchasing well, what corporation.
1: Augmented reality is the, another thing they're big into now because uh-huh. they just had at their conference this week, they had some like, it was basically like Snapchat filters. Yeah. But they were just sort of introducing them was like, oh, like, you know, you could hold your like phone up at a baseball game and like all the stats of all the players could come up. That's so cool. Like or like that was I think that was just like suggestion, but they right. showed they showed other stuff that was like advertising and stuff. Yeah. But I think that and Apple has talked about augmented reality, and I think Google's into that too. And I think that's the that's the augmented reality thing that it b- makes it so big is that. Uh, oh, what's the oh Pokemon Go is the thing that showed us like oh, yeah. oh this is like legit. Yeah. That you can just sort of walk around your entire world.
0: And interact with it in a completely new way. Correct. And see, I think for me as a teacher, like augmented reality, maybe even more than virtual reality, is just like I'm salivating for it. I am just waiting for textbooks or materials to be coming with these QR codes that you can scan. And instead of seeing this diagram on a page of all the layers of the earth, up comes this big model that you can touch and interact with and move and, like, go deeper into it. Oh, just... I'm getting the willies just talking. We're here about at the it. right time. We'll be there. We'll see. Oh it. yeah, we'll see. Um,
1: I had a thing a little bit, Erasmus. A, a do you know what that is? Mm-hmm. So I, it's it's too difficult to like. Yeah. Get all the way. It takes an incredible yeah. amount of work. But that was cool. I had some things on my wall. Right. That if you walked up with your app, um, and saw like students work would come up as a video and you can watch like the video Uh and that is just that has endless possibilities for teaching but everywhere yeah everywhere walk anywhere and we already sort of had that those like lens like word lens that you can hold up and like will translate for you yeah so you can go anywhere in the world and it'll like i mean all that stuff but so cool you can imagine it being everywhere at all yeah oh yeah and then you go they all want to do glasses so all that functionality is going to be in glasses but or in contact lenses. That
0: That's never going to become popular until they can just make it look like a normal pair of glasses. Correct.
1: There. We're going to get there though. We'll eventually. There eventually. We'll yeah. Um, yeah. Okay. So then the other thing I always like to ask a question about social media um, and the one I have today is sort of relevant to the, like the science march they had. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think about this new thing on social media, like new, not new to social media, but new with social media is like people as brands
0: people as brands like
1: not brands hiring people yeah like people are the brands yeah um and i thought about when they had the the conference about Kyrie irving says the earth is flat (laughs) Yeah. and i had a whole discussion with my class about that because i was like guys he went to duke like he only went for one year and like only part of the year he was there but he went to duke like come on and i and i thought about it really quickly and i was like well if you say the earth is flat, you have free advertising because your name's out there more. Fast forward. Uh, I think who's people who have been really good at that are the really big YouTubers. Oh, yeah. Like, we're, were like, they saw what was happening. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, at some point, they just did it and it wasn't that but at some point the people who got really big were like oh i see what's happening oh yeah and i'm taking advantage of it
0: they got on on the ground floor and then just
1: they just skyrocket it's incredible um okay great um i know you did some some like studying of the podcast so you know that we i have some lyrics for you oh yeah and you're gonna try to finish i'm afraid because
0: Um, when i listened to chris's episode uh yeah they were really hard
1: i try to make it as random as possible and if i knew you were in a country i would have i would have chosen some countries. So that's too bad on the ne- next time you come back i'll choose country. okay um but I, country would have been hard because it, it would have been like the melody, something
0: something baby something something deer. Yeah, and then i would been like
1: god <laughs> um the, the you take the melody out it becomes really difficult a really famous song.
0: country i need to hear like the voices
1: so here we go ready okay i am hoping this one is harder okay and i think it's gonna be really hard but we'll just have to see okay okay Yeah, this is going to be hard. Okay, so it goes, Although I search myself, it's always someone else I see. I just allow a fragment of your life to wander free. But losing everything is like the sun.
0: I have no idea. But
1: losing everything is like the sun going down. On me, it's Elton
0: John. Uh,
1: Oh, so hard. It's so bringing
0: it back to Elton John.
1: Um, that was not entirely by accident, but I was very excited about that. Interesting, it's interesting. Um, you did good on that one, the follow up, but you were on top of okay. And that's Elton John. That was a hard one. Let's just be real. That was, I mean,
0: if it had been like Tiny Dancer, I would have been all over. I
1: thought about Tiny Dancer. Oh man. That's a good song.
0: That's my karaoke song. Uh, we were
1: talking about Food Fighters earlier. Dave Grohl had a hilarious cover of Tiny Dancer that he did on some MTV <laughs> show. And he... Uh, he he basically like talks over it like because it just you know it just repeats like over uh-huh. and over so at one point in the you know he's just like making jokes like in between the verses yeah and at one point he just like gives up he's like is this another verse and he just like goes <laughs> he's like let's just do the chorus again and let's just do the yeah. chorus again and again yeah it's great i mean
0: all anybody really wants to sing is like the, <laughs> yeah. Bridge <and> the chorus. <laughs> yeah i know exactly but man that chorus when you kick into that
1: hold me closer oh what a song that's All why, day. and that's why Elton John's still around. That's why Elton John's still around because he's it's a incredible. tiny dancer. Um, okay, thank so you, Sir Elton. I do have some like big questions I want to get to. We take a, like a little serious turn about okay. this time. Um First thing I wonder about things just it's just things that I wonder. It's not okay. even questions really. Um, I think about we we live at such a cool time. Yeah, the coolest. Um, but I think about the change in technology from where we, when we were as kids. Yeah. So where we are now and it's yeah. unprecedented. Yeah. Like we sort of happen to be in this really strange time. Yep. Um, but then I go, then I go, okay, let's fast forward another 25 years. What, where are we going? What's going to happen? It, it has Western civilization fallen because Snapchat has tried to take over the world.
0: No, I think 25 years is so hard to predict just because of the way technology has been changing like year by year. I remember hearing, uh, on the radio just last week that like, uh, might've been Facebook. Somebody has like hired some like team of top researchers that are not even focusing on like, uh, like speak to text anymore. They're focusing on thought to text. Yeah. And these, these researchers are saying like, that oh, was,
1: uh, Elon Musk,
0: Elon Musk, Elon Musk.
1: his like neural yeah. thing. Yeah. So
0: like, they're saying like, Oh no, this is only two years away. And I was having, like, I'm going to totally, like, embarrass myself here. SpongeBob, back in the day, did you watch it? I didn't. <sighs> I didn't. <laughs> then I can't make this reference, and now no, it's just going to it. fall Other flat. No, go for Other people will know. All it's right. Okay. So there's an episode where one of the characters, Squidward Tentacles. Nice. He gets transported to the future. And he has this minor freak out where he's, like, fetal position on the floor, just, like, screaming, future! <laughs> and when I heard that, I had, like, that moment where I was just, like, they were so nonchalant. Like, oh, yeah, this is just two years away. Like, it's going to happen. And
1: Everything it's, like, Elon Musk says is nonchalant. Though, right? <laughs> Everything. Oh, by the way, we're going to Mars in five years.
0: Yeah. But, like, to think that we could be two years away from literally having a thought and seeing that text appear on a computer, to then, like take that and stretch it out over 25 years
1: yeah it's ridiculous who knows and i heard him talking about that and his point about it was that we have such a capacity for input
0: yeah but not output
1: exactly so his he was like you know we we can we can input all these things all the time but we're forced to output with either words or like texting which is incredibly like small in comparison to the inputs we receive. Yeah. So he's like, that's what we're trying to uh, just See, that amazing. would be
0: dangerous too though, like if it's reading your thoughts. Like, could you imagine being a parent at home, like trying to type something out? And it's like,
1: Johnny, go back to your room.
0: <laughs> and that and then it's up on your screen. Yeah, just, it's oh, true. Get rid of that. All sorts
1: of things you know. Like right every now. little
0: thought, every little distraction, like, would that show up? I don't know. I'm not gonna think about the next twenty five years. I'm just gonna be excited when all the stuff shows up. Do
1: much black mirror? N- not yet. So that i I love dark like dark like uh, uh-huh. turned TV shows surprises me a little bit um uh, it's my favorite like really like stuff that they will like question yeah. your existence that's my favorite stuff okay um and black mirror is like too dark for me um in in lar- I can watch like Wait, one I'm gonna, episode I'm gonna read
0: your mind. You'll watch like one episode and then you need to take a break from it. Did I say bit. that before? You said before. it in one of your other podcasts. It's the truth. Though. I told you, I prepared, You did. I studied, prepare. I'm ready for this. But
1: I'll say it again. So you got to watch it because that will happen to you. It's so weird because it hits so close to home. It's a mess.
0: See, I... Uh, Black Mirror
1: is paying me money. That's why. <laughs> <laughs> they, they paid me.
0: I, uh, I embarrassingly so am going through my first viewing of a TV show right now. And you're not going to believe this. I am, for the first time, in season eight of The Office. Oh! I have never watched The Office before, like, the last couple months.
1: Um, I have watched all the way through all the seasons multiple times. Right. Because I, I watched it originally. I, I don't know how I, I happened to come across it when it first yeah. came out. And it's it just sucks you in. Yeah. And I stayed with it for the whole show. And then since it comes out on Netflix... I've watched it all the way through a couple times.
0: See, The Office to me reminds me of Arrested Development. I didn't like it at first because I think I tried to watch it while I was doing something else. And it's one of those shows where if you're not soaking in like every moment, every little bit of dialogue, you're not really getting it.
1: Yes, that's true.
0: Also, and you'll probably agree with me, the show is a hollow shell of itself once Steve Carell leaves. Yeah, it cannot well, it was figure bound. itself. Out. Yeah, it was bouncing. Except end it for James play. Spader, because James Spader makes everything better. James
1: Spader was great. Um, okay, good. I, I also have a little segment I, I do is you're gonna guess whether not, I, I like these things or I don't like these things. These are things I like or I don't like.
0: Because are you trying to make I everything you, hard? I
1: knew you did research. Okay, so <sighs> here we go. Um, first thing. Uh, the Apple rumor industry meaning like there's like websites dedicated to today's like news about the iPhone that comes out in nine months and there's like multiple of those websites
0: I am going to guess that you do like it
1: I dislike it (sighs) because I follow all (laughs) of (laughs) them yeah I do yeah it's like it's so dumb and sometimes I, I just go like I need to stop this but it's like it's you just pick it up quick and easy and I go like oh like that like room that rumor about the next iPhone is like slightly different than the one I heard last week that's so interesting <laughs> even though I know it's not yeah and like th- all these things I was just reading one about the Mac Pro you know that like the mm-hmm. trash can looking one yeah they had there's like a you know big controversy about it because it didn't quite get what they wanted and like pro users didn't right catch on so they're gonna redo it and try to fix all those things yeah but not until the beginning of, like, end of 2018, I think.
0: Cards on the table. I hate Apple products. I know. It's hard. I'm an Apple hater. I am totally one of those soapbox Apple haters, too. I'm not,
1: I'm not offended, I promise. See,
0: and I, I have definitely turned into what I hate just with <laughs> Google now. Like, oh yeah. Like if, <laughs> it if I could became
1: not but for Google. If I
0: could sign my life away to Google, I'd be like, you know what? It's probably just gonna make me more connected to all my stuff. So
1: I get why that. Why not? I get that actually. Why not? Can you imagine if if Google had beat the Amazon Echo to the punch?
0: See, and it's funny that you say that. I actually have both yeah. at home because and again, touching on my Google obsession, I had an Echo. Got one as a gift, not this past Christmas, but the Christmas before. They're awesome, right? Yeah. And then they came out with the Google Home. Mm-hmm. And I had just got the Google Pixel. And just I have all my music on Google Play. And it's just like, yes. you know, Google owns me. Yep. And so, of course, I was going on and on about the Google Home. Stephanie got me one for Christmas. Nice. And I like it so much better than the Echo. Really? Yes.
1: I That doesn't surprise me because I also, even though I'm an Apple person, right. I'm very invested in Google and i get that i so. think
0: i think the thing that i like better about it is that it can answer my questions better not that it can necessarily do more things but it can answer more of my questions yeah and so like if i ask google some sort of off the wall question at the very least it'll bring up like a search result true Amazon, not, they're just not, It's yeah. not the same category. I feel now. like I could have a conversation with my Google Home. And
1: really, I think that becomes more of the fun about those things is yeah. you can ask them questions and interact uh-huh. with them. Imagine in, in in several years when that becomes more of a conversational thing, when right. artificial intelligence is improving and right. speech you know, recognition improves. That's, oh, yeah. that's going to be super cool too. Okay, nice job. Next one. Do you know what unboxing videos are?
0: Yeah. Taking you, new technology and video recording as you open the box for the first time, unpacking it, showing what it is.
1: So, like or dislike? I'm gonna go with like. I do like those. Um, and I like those in a very specific way. Okay. Uh, in the way you were saying, you could sort of at first watch The Office and you could like do other things. Yeah. That's what I do with unboxing videos. Okay. Cause I really like, I, I do not care. Yeah. <laughs> and, I, and I will watch things of products I don't want and don't care about. I sometimes will be like, oh, like, I'd like to look one of like a drone. And I was like, oh, that's a cool drone. And I watched the unboxing video. <laughs> but like a minute into it, I'm off. Like I, I lose I lose interest, <laughs> but I will still like come back to it and like watch the whole thing. Right. It just will take me a while. <laughs> but that, those are the weirdest. The fact that there is a, there's like thousands of those videos. There's and a, sh- so many people do the same one.
0: And that it's a genre of videos that's not so small that both you and I know what it is.
1: Right. It's so weird. That's the weird. That's the weirdest one to me. I'm embarrassed about that one. Um, okay, and Should then be. same same kind of idea. We have a common theme okay. today. Okay, but um, you know the YouTube downward spiral, where you like start, and it just it just get, you just like will consume a lot of your life. Yeah.
0: <laughs> See, I've never been like one of those people that obsesses over
1: YouTube. I am I'm not. I'm talking about like a specific thing. I don't like obsess oh, okay. over YouTube. Okay. I mean, like you go on YouTube and you watch one video, and you go oh. And you, like that leads you to another.
0: See, I've never been like that.
1: Oh, man. I get caught not all the time, but I can get caught and like really get caught. The
0: only times that I'll do that are when I'm like specifically looking for new music. I'll go like. will do it. Like I'll hear a song that I just heard. I'll go watch it. And it's like, oh, OK, here's a related song. Oh, yes. I like this. I like this. There you I like go. This. But it's more of an intentional like that's what I'm looking to do is to get going down the rabbit hole.
1: Yeah, uh, I'll just tell you. I just like that one. <laughs> because it just like it consumes you. It happened to me once I was looking up like just a brain break video for my students. yeah, and I found like a magic trick that they like loved and I was like, oh, there's like 10 more magic tricks I want to look at And then there was like 10 more of those and then I yeah. was like, oh like there's a pen and teller <laughs> and that led me to like a TV version of pen and T- it oh was, it was uh, no, it just happens, but that's okay. But again, the last thing we like to do is we like to get super serious. Out something really important and then we'll lighten the mood a little bit okay. so here we go something important because we're talking about today we're talking about the whole world we're gonna solve all the world's problems right now of course um and sort of our distance from world problems yeah so i was thinking about there's like a huge famine in somalia right now um there is civil war in syria and i think most people here care about these things like to a certain length yeah and then we stop yep and the question is why
0: i think that it's because (sighs) i think it's a few things i think number one i think people's tolerance for the constant end it's all the time doom and gloom of what is worldwide news today i think it can be overwhelming and so i think that people keep up with it for a certain length of time but it wears on it wears on you continuing to read like all that just bringing all that negative energy into your life and it's unfortunate especially because i think some of the things that linger in people's minds are so much less important than those conflicts and those problems so going much on so much easier to consume though right yeah. you know it's like people would much rather hate on our president than mm-hmm. uh do something about it exactly yeah or just talk about, oh, it's so terrible what's happening in Syria instead of saying, what am I going to do about sure. it? Sure. Um, I I also think that it's there's just so much of it, you know? It's like, obviously what's happening in Syria is awful. And, you know, I didn't even know that there was famine in Somalia. Huge famine in Somalia. Mm-hmm. But, like, I feel like every single country in the world you could go to right now, and there's going to be something like, horribly wrong like
1: brexit you almost have to i think you, if you're gonna get involved it's hard because you sort of have to pick one thing and you yeah. have to let other things that maybe you think are important become not as important exactly if and you're I gonna think, really do something about it
0: and like me personally i'm like a really happy positive person and i want to preserve that and if i consume too much of like that worldwide news and like all the time man, it just drags you down.
1: We do have this like generally fragile emotional state all the time. We sort of carry that around and and we sort of set things up so that it stays normal. Yeah. But it is easily thrown off.
0: Yeah. And I, and I hate myself for it because it's like, I shouldn't be that fragile that I feel like I need to preserve that. We all are though. But I feel I feel like especially in teaching and like, especially with like young kids, I feel like I need to be like, Sort of a positive source for them. I feel like I need to be kind of a certain version of me. Yep. Just you are, to, you
1: are not, for people who don't know about teaching, as as a teacher, you are not yourself. No. You are this other character and you even have a different name. You go by like, I go by Mr. Gray and yeah. you sort of become this other character. It's, it it's has a, all of you in it, but it is not you. It's, it's a
0: six hour long performance.
1: It is every day.
0: Yeah. And so for me, like, normally I'm a pretty excited person. I'm like up here. All uh-huh. right. Teaching, I'm like way up here.
1: because yeah. it suits. It suits. what you need to get through the day.
0: Exactly, and like, man, I'll tell you. Like the day after the election, I just didn't have that in me. Yeah, that was a that was a tough day. Mm-hmm. Especially when I had like one of my kids coming up and expressing concerns that her family was going to be deported.
1: We um we watched CNN Student News in sixth grade. Uh-huh. They have like a daily news show, so we had been following that for months and months and had Uh conversations about it and people like same thing same thing that said you know that we're worried about that and it becomes it becomes very strange and it's and then I I agree with you that it becomes a lot overwhelming and you have to pick do you go am I going to be overwhelmed by this or am I going to pay my taxes on time yeah and you have to sort of make choices like, you "You know like am
0: I gonna be thinking about this or am I gonna go see that brand new Marvel movie with my friends and my fiance like you know it's 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 just such an interesting balance
1: mm-hmm. that you become you, you yeah that you have to figure that out um have you ever volunteered for things yes uh what are the things you volunteer for
0: are we talking like activism type thing no no so, could
1: be anything like i did i did like habitat for humanity with like a church group and like uh there's like uh there's a rescue mission in orange county that i've gone to serve food at several times
0: I, uh, in the past have done some swim lessons and clinics Uh for free for, Uh uh, like kids in areas of need, like even around orange County, like in certain areas of Huntington beach or Santa Ana, where these kids aren't like really getting the chance to get into swim lessons and learn how to swim. I've gone with the organizations that I used to work for and like given free swim clinics. And
1: I, the reason I was asking that is I, I wish that like, I think I sort of got into that because I was in boy Scouts. And yeah there's like a that's like you know a big narrative right. and I think that people get into volunteering for things like that through church or yeah, through this totally and I and I wish that, that was a bigger narrative in other places yes cuz I have I have never left a volunteering opportunity feeling tired in a like like a mental way you like always you feel, feel great yeah it's so strange yeah. but that is like it's like a it's like a quiet thing that we don't do but when you do it, everybody feels good about it.
0: See, and I'm going to go ahead and go out on a limb, and I'm going to say you do still do some volunteering.
1: Uh, I try to. I mean, it's uh, teaching makes it hard, but the Orange County Rescue you, Mission has recently been a thing. You're that still
0: doing, doing some in teaching. I mean, oh for sure. all those extra commitments that you go to to support your yeah. school and be part of the community, like, it's very different. You know, you're not necessarily helping those in need. Yep. But you are volunteering your time. You're becoming part of a community. It's
1: – Yeah, it's big. It really is it's that a very
0: it's a very far-reaching influence and, we have as teachers and it's
1: one of those interesting things that we don't value teachers in specific ways yeah. but we end up valuing them like people have like put a lot of value in teachers oh yeah but it's only really for the time that you're with the teacher it's like there's a whole thing yeah but, um the swim lesson thing is so interesting because i have done free swim lessons mm-hmm. and uh, i feel volunteering oftentimes has a very specific thing that you're accomplishing uh-huh. um and very rarely do you have one that you feel like I'm could save several people's lives. Yeah. And swim lesson ones is a real one. Yeah. That is you have that people who do not have access to swim lessons, people die from that all the time. Right. And that is like, and it's, oh, all, yeah. and it's children always. Oh yeah. So that is, that's a really cool one that, that would, that would be one I would for sure do for a long time is if you could find, if you go to places and that they, they happen all over the country Yeah. where there are pools, And therefore there are kids pool parties and activities, Mm -hmm. but people do not have access because of low income or whatever. The reason is that is a real, real thing. Yeah, Real sports and HBO did a whole thing about that.
0: And the the crazy part about it is just like, there's so many communities and so many places that try and keep swim lessons and swim instructors out Mm -hmm. because, Oh, we don't want swim lessons in our residential pool, you know, things like that. But it's like, providing that service keeps people safe period like
1: and it's children yeah make no mistake it is children way
0: way better sorry than any lifeguard Uh teaching a kid to swim is going to save their life yep you know it's like i'm never ever going to go into a pool and feel afraid Yes. because I learned how to swim and swim well
1: when you were like five yeah. or, or younger that's the amazing thing is it's that's a life skill too yeah. that you take with you
0: a shark could bite one of my legs off and I would know how to get to the edge of yeah. the pool that's true because there would totally be a shark in the pool
1: um we got super heavy just now We yeah. went into saving people's lives but yeah. so we're going to end something something not as important okay and it's about Justin Bieber all right um so I read this article and it was about he had posted something on instagram yeah he got like arrested several years ago right and so he posted this like mug shot and like a today shot and the first funny part was and the message was like you know i've come a long way and i'm yeah. improving and i think about all the things and I'm, I'm getting better the funny part to me was like the mug shot and when i first looked at it the mug shot like looked better than, than the real shot like really quickly <laughs> like it, i looked again and it, it doesn't but yeah like, he's like smiling in the mug shot like it's like, sort of like you know teenage angsty and the other yeah. way I think we always think about um, like the spoiled rich that's like such an easy thing for uh-huh. us to see and I think that you know again like speaking for everyone is I think we have a lot of like we sort of enjoy the you know as much as we enjoy like the underdog coming back or yeah. like a redemption we also enjoy like someone at the top like falling. falling oh yeah we really like that and
0: that's what makes the bieber story so compelling is you get both the downfall and the redemption
1: we just love it you we get go we it. go climb up and fall down again do horrible things and we'll love it and all, that'll be great too because then you'll like redeem yourself
0: and then the hard thing about like really consuming those stories is if you really look into it like and you really learn about that person you know their history and their life starts to kind of fill in the blanks so it's like when you see Justin Bieber with his downfall, like if you really want to fill in the history, you look back at a guy who never knew his father yeah. like really well. Like he was never around, you know, didn't grow up in like the richest household. Well, and, then, and
1: he got so off the charts big at such a young age, 14
0: years old. That's he insane. was making like hundreds of thousands or millions of dollars, like a salary that could support an entire family.
1: And that's insane. And it
0: only got bigger and bigger and bigger, you know, and think about that as, as you're going through like, your awkward teenage years and young adulthood where we all made stupid mistakes. We all did dumb things.
1: But your mistakes are amplified by millions of dollars and millions of people watching you all exactly. the time. Yeah.
0: Like to that That pressure is just so unreal.
1: Well, and I think about, I think of all the athletes that are at by the end of their teenage years and they fall into yep. money and they have so much time, so much difficulty like keeping with that. Yeah. And now you go, no, you're going to start your teenage years with all the money and have to yeah. go through all that and be under incredible scrutiny. That is, it's it's incredible that people get through that at all.
0: Yeah. And I think like, it's, it's just, it's not like, I don't want to say it's not fair, but to not kind of have that, that freedom to mess up and make those mistakes and be able to recover from them without like immense public backlash.
1: You're set up for failure.
0: You're set up for failure. Yep. Like you're gonna, you're gonna fall out of public favor yeah. sooner or later. You're going to do something. Because you don't have that chance to make a mistake and have people be okay with it.
1: So, what you're saying is, we're going to have a redemption story, and that 30 years from now, it's going to be Bieber in Vegas all doing the rounds.
0: We figured it out.
1: That's going to be it. There we go. We figured it it out. We did it. Justin
0: Bieber, Las Vegas, 2047. Good job, Kevin. Way to go, man. Thank you, Jared.
1: Nicely done.